everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Dude, dude, look at those guns. Wow, man. You really are pumping iron lately. You're looking you're looking jacked and, and stronger than ever. I mean, by God. You picked up and slammed a man through a table this past weekend. What a moment. What a time to be alive. It was I did do that. That was that was quite the feat. People I hadn't done that in a long time. I, I used to go through a lot of tables myself. Um haven't really put anyone through a table before though. That was that was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good time. Uh the live show obviously happened on Saturday. Uh, you know, our, our other flagship show, Jabroni Drive, uh, the content more directed towards wrestling and the Royal Rumble, which took place this weekend. But what an awesome turnout from, you know, our, our friends and uh, the supporters of the show, Schmidt Lavelle and Jabroni Drive. Uh, friends just showed up and uh, we had a nice little crowd there on Saturday night for our first live event, Tom. And I think it went over pretty good. Yeah, you know what? A ton of positive feedback. Everyone's saying they had a great time. As you mentioned, we had a great turnout. There was a ton of people there. You know, we had our live show that started before the Royal Rumble. A lot of wrestling fans coming to the show. And as people like kind of started coming in more and more, I mean, the whole bar was full. And it was it was fun to watch wrestling with a full bar and people like getting into it and and, and doing the whole thing. And, and the show was a success. And we want to thank everyone that came out and helped and supported. And uh, shout out to um, Stack Girl for uh, getting the, the birthday cake for you. Shout out to um, Kid Kryptonite, the masked man. Let's give a shout out to Matt Lavelle, uh, host of Working Perspectives podcast, for helping us with the... Uh, Intro and one last shout out to Mr. Uh, Tony Mont for letting us borrow his amplifier and microphones for the show. Oh, and then of course the HJB. Thank you for letting us host our show there, and thanks for not getting upset with us uh, putting slamming someone through a table without your consent. <laughs> I hope that insurance is paid up, buddy. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Well, what Timmy? We didn't know we were defending the bar, the honor yeah, we, of the bar, as far as I'm concerned. We we had to. I mean, we, we didn't know who that guy was. He came in with a mask on. And he interrupted our show and started trashing me and trashing basically the whole setup. And and I wasn't having anything Tom, that day. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I was having none of it. Yeah, enough so. of this. You said, and you walked out there and you took care of business, and then drug him out the back, and he ran off like a coward. But what a what a show it was and i'm looking forward to more live shows in the future um we have some other things coming up that uh that we've been talking about so we'll let you know where that's going and hopefully everyone can uh come out and have a good time like we did with this one and also we want to thank you the listener like we always do at the beginning of every show thank you for listening thank you for being involved with schmidt lavelle and if you're not doing it now's the time Go hit that subscribe. Go hit that follow. Maybe share a video of ours. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Schmidt Lavelle, the hottest growing show in all of shows. And I mentioned to you, Timmy, I'm going to start just calling it the Schmidt Lavelle Show. We're not a we're not just a podcast. Yes, we do have this this medium of of you know content that we put out there, but that's not all we are. I mean, we put out funny, goofy videos. We have live shows. We have the podcast. We have different things coming out. And we're the Schmidt and Lavelle Show. So thank you for listening, and thank you for following with us. We're more of a brand, Tom. And, yeah. And you know what, Tom? Talk, speaking about brands, right. there's one brand that we haven't recognized yet, and that is the design guys, design underscore guys, G-U-Y-Z, who provided us with an excellent gift on Saturday night before the show. Uh, Sean, one of the uh, the co-owners there, had come up to me, co-founders, and said, hey, I got a little gift for you, and and gifted us with both Schmidt and Lavelle sweatshirts that you see Tom wearing right now. Yeah. So And awesome, awesome hoodies. Just like, honestly, it was a really cool gift. Not, not expected Amen. Yes, at it all. Yes, it was. 
we did not request this. This was something they did on their own for us and uh, much appreciated. And again, we we've mentioned the design guys before they're new to the game, but their stuff is better than most out there. Um, and if you want a, an opportunity to, to wear some of the coolest stuff, the coolest logos, uh, a lot of sports related items that they have, their, their logos are really cool. Check them out at, at design underscore guys, G U Y Z on Instagram. And you'll see all their stuff. Yeah. I couldn't set it better myself to me. I'm wearing the hoodie right now, Schmidt Lavelle, and we might be getting some more hoodies out there. We've been getting some requests, but Thank you again. What a cool gift. And that says a lot about that that like company as they're getting started that they would just gift us with these things and like it was a nice gesture. You know what I mean? Showing that they're kind of, you know, your everyday guys, but they got a lot of cool Philly sports gear. That's I think where they're they're putting out mostly. So go check them out. As Timmy said, that's design underscore guys. They're on Instagram. You can see their designs. Good quality material, nice fit. I can't recommend them enough. I have a bunch of their Eagle shirts, Philly shirts, Sixers stuff. I got to get me some Flyers gear, but design underscore guys. Go check them out, and thank you for these awesome hoodies. We love them. All right, Timmy, let's get into some of our comments from this past week. A busy week, and, you know, one of our most viewed shows of all time. So that's exciting stuff, and um, as I like to say, it's up. Everything's up. We're up, 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 up. So let's get right to it. From Mr. Heastiff, he says, I usually don't go to the gym until 9 p.m. because I have three kids. Timmy, the nighttime gym. What do you think about that? That's a tough task. You know, I'm usually, if I go, it has to be in the morning. I got to get it over with and get it done. By the time I get home from work, no thank you. Yeah, the the graveyard shift uh gym session is terrible. It is probably one of the harder things to to really commit to because I mean you, you spend your whole day as as he stiff mentioned, he's got three kids, he's getting them up and getting them to school, and then you know, he's probably going about his day in terms of work, gets home, and then probably has to take care of the three kids again, probably some sort of sports or something, some type of activity. And then finally you eat, to, you eat your dinner. And, I mean, most people probably would want to just chill out and have a beer after that because that's a full day there, Tom. Yeah. Get, getting yourself motivated enough to get to the gym at 9 p.m., probably after you put your kids to bed is absolutely insanity. <laughs> Especially in these winter winter months where the sun goes down at like five o'clock and yeah. it's cold outside. I mean, man, that is commitment. Kudos to you. He's stiff. I, I, well, I, I mean, love the commitment. I mean, there's no, there's no proof that he's actually doing this. I mean, have you seen the guy lately? He's not. Oh, he's, shots he's, fired. I mean, the guy is not an Adonis. I mean, look. Yeah, I think he could he could use a couple early morning sessions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw him, he seemed pretty fit. You know what I mean? He seemed pretty, uh, you yeah, know, he fit, solid. He fit, yeah, he fit in his clothes. Oh, know? boy. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Here we go. All right, let's move on to our next comment. That's from Mr. Jim Barnhart, 5874. I absolutely love the snow. When I was a kid, especially more now as an adult, I can make enough money plowing snow to pay my bills in one storm than I do the rest of the month. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah. We're big snow fans, but Timmy, that's uh, that's quite the biz the, uh, the, the plowing and the snow removal guys can do. I would say it's probably more lucrative in other places than Philly these days because Philly really hasn't gotten that much snow over the course of the last couple of years. So, um, you know, it's it just it's hit or miss. But a lot of the, these landscapers, Tom, out out, out in the uh, surrounding area, when they're not cutting lawns and weed whacking and doing all that other stuff, they uh, in the wintertime when the grass isn't growing, yeah, you know what they do? They got they got to go out and plow. And uh, snow is the one thing that they plow. They could, as we spoke about on our other show, they could start plowing water since that's in, in the way of most most right. schools now. They get upset about that and they make it a ah, two they hour could stop delay. the wind maybe too. Yeah, 
like throw maybe, stand bags uh, down, you know, something like that. Yeah, maybe something along the lines of an air quality, you know, mm. do something like that, air purification. <laughs> but yeah, all right, no. let's get to uh, some more comments. We got Phil to Williams underscore Art, and this was re- in regards to our live show. He says, "Great stuff. Need more live events." From Harry C627, he says the Sandman fit is fire. From Jim, o- Jim O'Donnell27, all fun and games till somebody loses an eye. Love that. Definitely do more. From Mia Machini, she says, Slay, Tommy. Now, slay is a term that means like kill it. You know what I mean? Uh, What's that? Slang? That's slang. slang. That's slang. From that Eagles kid, he says, Timmy's Jordans, though. Sheesh. Fire, fire, heart. Ironically, three people were wearing those same sets of, of Jordans, Timmy. And I know we had talked about it, but I even forget now what what kind of Jordans. I like Jordans. I've never been like a Jordan guy, but people that are into them, they, they the number Jordan, you got to get this one, you got to get that one. What kind of Jordans were those again? They were the Jordan 11s, and the Jordan 11s were one of the uh, – I'm not going to say they put the shoe on the map, but they changed the shoe game. They added, like, the patent leather to it around the, the base of the shoe. Um, it's the first time you ever saw that on a basketball shoe, and they, like, took the world by storm. And it, they've been, like, difficult to get ever since they debuted, like, years and years and years ago. Um yeah, they're like right up there with like the the Air Max ninety fives and like there's like I'm not a, a big shoe guy. Um one of our listeners, Jay Jaquino, uh, he is a huge sneakerhead and he knows like the ins and outs of like everything. He actually he has a way somehow. He can get you any shoe that you possibly like could think of. So like if you are a sneakerhead. This dude has a, a way of figuring out how to fi- like f- find that specific shoe. Uh, he's like really good. He's like a gum shoe, if you will. Huh? Ooh, you like, you like I like, you like your, your play on <laughs> words there, Timmy. <laughs> also a co- co-owner of Design Guys. Right. I was going to mention that. He is also a co- co-owner of Design Guys. All right. So that's going to get us through our questions, but that's going to bring us to something a little bit more exciting. And... Something we've talked about with the people out there. We love the interaction. We love the comments. But we have a question that's been sent in to us, and we're going to respond to that. So before we get to the question, I want to say, hey, if you're out there and you're listening and you have a question or a topic you'd like Schmidt and Lavelle to tackle, send us a DM. Send us a text if you have our our numbers. Leave us a message. Tell us a story. Whatever it is, we want to know. We will answer your question, your story. We'll tell it. Whatever it is. Let us know, and we will talk about it. All right. So let's get to the question. This is from S. Madden 10, and he says, Nita Schmidt and Lavelle, what would you do ruling here? You're at a grown-up holiday party of one of your neighbors. No kids, lots of food, drinks, etc. It's a great time. You are waiting in line for the bathroom, and there are two women waiting behind you. Person exits the bathroom, and you go in, only to realize that there is piss all over the toilet seat. Now, this is the dilemma. If you leave it, the woman or women behind you waiting will just assume it was you that pissed all over the seat and left it. But the alternative is having to clean up someone else's piss off a toilet seat of a house that isn't even yours. What would you do? Do you clean up the piss, however disgusting, to avoid having the women behind you think you're the asshole? Or do you leave it, risking that they will think you are an asshole, but you then avoid having to clean up someone else's piss? Need your help, fellas. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Timmy, do you clean up someone else's piss or do you leave it there for the women to see behind you thinking that maybe it's yours and you're the asshole? Now, the the simple answer here, Tom, is just to bite the bullet. I mean, if you're if there's a significant line out the like waiting, if there's one bathroom, I mean, that's that's just like crazy, right? Like you're you're gonna have to wipe that shit up and <laughs> and just bite the bullet. Like yeah. I don't know, you have kids and yeah, you know, you've cleaned their shit before. You you probably cleaned up their piss before. Like it it sucks, but I mean at the same time you don't want to get blamed for pissing on the toilet. And God knows 
who's who's standing in line behind it could be like uh, the owner's best friend and like yeah schmidt he was just in there and he pissed all over your seat all over the floor like (laughs) and then you get wife of the owner you know you never know right yeah and then you get a bad rep uh on the other hand you could you could walk into the bathroom see that there's piss on the, the seat and then you could refuse to take a piss in in that bathroom you could just Turn around, and obviously the person behind you knows that you've only been in there for three seconds, so there's no possible way you could have actually pissed on the seat and said, hey, listen, someone, some, the person before me just pissed all over the seat. I'm not pissing in here. Not take ownership. Go find another bathroom and do your business. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, dude, if you really have to piss, you're waiting in, bath, in, the, in the line for a bathroom. More than likely, there's no other bathroom being open right at that point. So you got to get it out. You wipe the toilet off. You take a piss, and then you'd be done with it. I'm with you. I I mean, I work at Graham's Pub. That's not going to bother me much. I, I wad up a roll of toilet paper. I wipe it down, lift the seat with my foot, and I piss. That's it. That's what I do. You know, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, and I would also say I'm going to stay there, flush the toilet, and wait to see. Sometimes some of these toilets, there's a little kickback. And some water will shoot up out of the uh, toilet mm. seat and they'll leave a drop or two on the seat from the water. So I make sure that that didn't happen so that then I also don't get a bad rap for these toilets that are shooting up water everywhere. You know, you wash your hands and you get out of there. Well, it's not a big deal. What would you do if you're in a public place and something that like this happened? You got to clean that up if you so you got to sit down. You know what there I mean? Are. You gotta, you have to clean it up. There's nothing else to do, you know? And I'll if you're t- in, like in a public place and you got to do it, Sometimes the pickings are slim and you go with the best option. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, like, especially when I have my kid and I got to go and like he was little and he has to sit. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, this is what we're doing here. I'm going to hold you. You know, <laughs> you you let it go. You know, let me let me ask you a question, Tom. You, you just mentioned public bathrooms. Are you the guy that uses the, uh, you know, do you, do you take that little like toilet? No, no paper and lay it down. Do you no. Do you unwind the toilet paper and lay it out on the, no. on the toilet seat? No. Um <laughs> now let me think. The amount of times look, I am my one of my biggest fears would be having to go number two on an airplane. That's like one of my biggest fears, I think. But uh that's why I go emodium all, all day before the flight. Right. Yeah, you were telling me about this emodium. I've never taken emodium, but uh, we were we were on a a bachelor party in Austin, and we had been we get rented this Airbnb, and across the street was a taco truck. And so the first day we get there, we're like, "Oh, tacos! This is great. Let's go grab lunch." And then we go out to the bars, we're drinking, we come back, we're like, ah, "Dinner, whatever. We'll get tacos again, right?" And the next morning we wake up, and it's like, "What do you guys want?" And we're like. Well, they sell breakfast tacos across. Literally, I had fucking these tacos like for four days straight or whatever, however long we were out there. And I was so worried that, man, these tacos are going to come back and, and haunt me on this plane ride home. So, but either way, I had, I was making sure I would go in the airport, which an airport bathroom is out of control. Before flight, you get a busy airport area. I mean, it, it's just bombs going off in there left and right. You, you're <laughs> sitting in that. And they're like, you need a helmet. You know what I mean? You're like, what's happening in this place? You know? So Air traffic control. There's, there's, yeah. We're under attack here. We're under attack. Yes, exactly. So it gets pretty crazy in there. But, uh, you know, I've, I've done the, um, the hovering. I've been a hoverer before and I'm past the hover. No longer doing it. I just, I do a good wipe down and you gotta go. You gotta go. I try to make it as quickly as possible and I get the fuck out of there, you know? So uh, that situation, the, the pissing is never really an issue to me. If I was at a bar and I walked in and saw that on the toilet seat, I wouldn't bother wiping it if I just had to piss. You know, if I'm in a men's room and there's piss on the seat, I'm leaving it, you know? Like, the next guy, if he has to sit down, can deal with it. Oh, so yeah. yeah, you're not... Look, I there's been times where I've had to really go and I walk into that stall and there's piss all over the seat and I gotta I gotta do my thing, dude. I gotta I clean that fuck dude. I, I get in there, I scrub it. Sometimes I like 
I'll I'll use my own saliva. I'll spit on a seat and I'll clean it off. I'm like, I dude, I have to. It's How like, does that help? It's not like your saliva's got fucking Lysol in it. I don't know, dude. Like if there's like something I see on there that I'm gonna get the look... germs from my mouth on this seat, and that'll yeah. uh, cancel what? out uh, anything else that's on here. That makes zero like sense. My my germs are better than whoever else's germs are on that seat. God You've damn already it. got your germs. <laughs> um, I don't see the point of that. I mean, I, I, I scrubbed it, you know, and and try to get some some friction on there because they say friction actually kills majority of the germs, and the soap does the rest. So yeah, well. I mean, sometimes you don't have that that amount of time, Tom. Sometimes right. you just got to make a quick decision. And it's the first thing that came to my mind. I'd rather use soap and and wash it down, and yeah, you soap, just yeah. don't have that time. You know, you just don't have that time. Yeah, um, time, time, time. There's never enough time. Oh my gosh! But Timmy, I think we can both say you wipe it down, you you piss, you wash your hands, and you get out of there. I mean, it's that simple. It is that simple. It is. Unless you take a shit in the upper part of the toilet. <laughs> Have you done that before, Timmy? Have you taken a shit in the uh what what they call an upper decker? I uh I've I've visited the upper deck a couple times. I didn't oh my God. <laughs> I mean uh, uh, what kind oh. of an animal does something like that, Timmy? When would do you remember the first time you did it? <laughs> it, it was it was in college um and look you do this to like each other's dorm rooms and stuff like that that that's like usually the the fun thing when you take it outside of like college that's when you start getting into like a risky area because like in college people expect you to do the worst of the worst right but like i there was a there's a there was a time where i I was in the neighborhood here. Um, it was during the college time too, but like it was like probably on a, it was like a Christmas holiday or whatever, and yeah, you know, we were off for an extended vacation, and uh, <laughs> I was at some girl's house, and we were like hammered. It was like after hours, like two two thirty in the morning or something like that, and me and my buddy, he was like, oh, no, upper decker, upper decker. So I'm like, I'm sitting on the top of this toilet, and like. Dude, the door wasn't really locking properly, and my buddy was supposed to be the lookout, and he was just hammered, and, like, two people, like, barged in, and I'm sitting up on the top. I'm, like, perched like a gargoyle. Like this. And they're what like, did they say? Like the, uh, like, the people that lived there? They're like, yeah, they just like turned around, ah, he's not protected, like screaming. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, had to, I had to exit state. Like, I pull up my pants real quick. Like, obviously, like, I tried to, I tried to like wipe quickly, but it was just, it just didn't have enough time. Can I get some privacy in here? <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish my upper deck. Here. Yeah, what the heck? Wow, how rude of those people, Timmy. <laughs> I like just dude, I busted like there was music playing, there's a ton of people there. So like I was able to get out before I was uh identified, but Oh wow. It was you were uh, able to get away. Quick exit, Tom. <laughs> mm. Well, Timmy, something like that would I think you need probably to call a cleaning lady, you know? And that's going to bring us to our next topic. And I'm talking about cleaning ladies, ironically. What a segue, right? So the uh, the cleaning lady, the question I have for you is, look, I'm fortunate enough that we're at the house. Of course, I have a full-time job. My wife has a full-time job, two kids, whatever. I don't know if I'm making an excuse or not, but we're able to have someone come and help clean the house. And I'm not saying they clean it like full, but like, they do the the bathrooms, they do the the kitchen, they'll do like the baseboards, the windows, stuff like that. They'll they'll knock those out. And it's it's stuff that kind of takes away from our weekend time that we get with our kids, whatever. And it's a lot to get next thing you know, you fall behind, whatever. But before the cleaning lady comes over, you should see my wife and how she acts and the way she cleans prior to the cleaning lady coming over to the house. What is the protocol for this, Timmy? Like, does my wife need to do a deep clean before the cleaning person comes over to do a deep clean? Like, God forbid the person that you're paying to clean your house 
Is it an embarrassing thing that she has to vacuum? I don't understand. You're asking the wrong person because I am anti pre cleanup. And like my father, um, again, for those that are first time listeners, I live at my dad's house at the age of 41 or 42. Shit, I'm 42 now. But oh boy. And there's a whole story behind that from a different episode. But regardless, um, he likes to get the cleaning lady. And we got the cleaning lady the other day, and he's like, I walked in, and they were supposed to be here at like 1.30. So I, I walk in from work, and he's he's sitting there, and he's all pissed off. I was like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, the cleaning ladies are here, and no one cleaned up. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, no one ever cleans this shit all I uh, yeah I gotta do it myself I said dad aren't the clean ladies here to clean up he's like that's not the point I'm like dude I don't understand what you're talking about if they're here to clean <laughs> up let them do their goddamn job it's and and like the other thing I have to ask you Tom is do you ever get your car clean Tom yeah you took it through the car wash right right and they have how many different options for the car wash Oh man, they've got like the regular, the deluxe, the whatever. You know, they have like a ton of you add the tires, do this or that. Yeah, there's a ton of different options. I would say there's like four or five. So the, the works. The clean, the, that's my point. Is like the cleaning ladies. They don't have. There's no options. Like yeah, give me the number six. They just come over and clean, and it's just. Ah, it's they dis- should tell you what type of. Well, there is the deep clean. Which I've heard is the deep clean and then the regular clean. Okay, so can you tell me what the difference is? I think the deep clean is Hold windows, on. baseboards, stuff like that. Like they're gonna okay. get like you know the refrigerator, the the oven, the stuff like that. You know. All right. Well, if that's the case, then it's my mistake. But like when you hire a cleaning lady, you, hey, can you come over and clean my house? Sure. Sure, I'll come over and clean your house. No problem. Oh, what's your cost? Oh, it's this this amount of money. And then you go, okay, please, I'll see you next uh, Friday. And then they show up, they clean the house, and then you decide whether or not it was worth the price. But like the like, I, my thing is like I don't understand like tidying up beforehand, right? Like say say you're like your wife, right? Right, and. You're a person like that. You need to clean the house before they get there and you're tidying it up and you're doing like, when does it end? And then like when they come to your house and they come to clean and the house is spick and span, what the hell are you pay them to do? <laughs> the, Might as well turn on a show for them. Hey, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, do you, we have our Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Disney plus whatever yeah. you'd like, you know, just, just sit here, watch it. And when you feel like you've spent enough time, there's the money on the counter. Right. Like what's, what's well, the... you know what? It's kind of, and I just thought of this, maybe a little similar to um, like if I'm at a, at a restaurant and we're eating food, I will like pre I'll stack the plates, you know, and I'll stack them in a way that, okay, I want the plates like this and make sure that the silverware is separate because I know you got to separate that stuff. And I kind of like do that whole thing when I'm at a, uh, so you're busting, you're busting the table for the bus boy. Yes. Yes, I am. Trying well, to make it easier for them. But were you a former bus boy? I was. That's why you're doing that. I you know. are you're not a former house cleaner. Like uh well, I kind of was. My parents, you know, they <laughs> you know, like you've mentioned in the past, I, I never got an allowance. I just had a bunch of chores that I never got paid for. <laughs> Well, everyone had that chore. You yeah. weren't like you were traveling around like the Vod trap no, no. like cleaning houses. Well, <laughs> you know what? We did at one point we would we would go and we would clean out houses in the city. Now I'm not saying we were cleaning out it was probably worse to be honest. It was evicted houses. We would have to go board them up the windows and the doors and get rid of all the stuff that was in there, the rip out the carpets, all that crap. What? Yeah, my uh <laughs> what? That's what I that's what we would do. And we'd be in like these really bad neighborhoods and my dad would bring our dog. We'd have a uh we had a Rottweiler. And so we would like chain the dog up to the front step. My dad would be like fully, you know, weapons everywhere. And <laughs> we would go in, we would like 
trash bag all the houses up and like get all any junk that's in there. I mean, we found like, you know, there's crack pipes and fucking, you know, horn mags and just like just garbage everywhere. And we'd have to like bag it all up, get it out, you know, put it in the, the trailer that we had on the back of the truck, board up the windows, board up the doors and then get the fuck out of there. So we would do like three, you know, if we did like three houses a day, that was good. Some houses were a mess, like a ton of shit to get out of. And it was a nightmare. What a fun Saturday those were. But so, <laughs> plus my dad had seizures all the time. He legally wasn't allowed to drive, you did know. You guys, so wait, did you guys get picked up at Home Depot by a bunch of uh, contractors? On <laughs> yeah, Saturday? but now we just drop us off at Home Depot and say, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have a fun Saturday. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, do you speak Spanish fluently right now? See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hola, gracias por el amar, Schmidt and Lavelle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next topic. And our next topic, Valentine's Day is coming up. And before we get to that, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Ann Judge Aesthetics, Suzanne Ionella. Valentine's Day is coming up. If you haven't gotten a gift yet, for your significant other, a great idea would be a gift certificate from Ann Judge Aesthetics, Suzanne Ionella, located right off of Germantown Pike, right before you get to the Ale House and the Wawa on the left. It's it's hidden a little bit back there. Cool spot. Go check it out. We love them. They treated us great. But let's get to our next topic. And I'm not talking about Valentine's Day, Tim. I'm talking about something called Galentine's Day. Are you familiar with Galentine's Day, Tim? Have you heard of this term, Galentine's Day? I've, yeah. Well, my my girlfriend had told me that she's going out for Galentine's Day this year, and my sister has also thrown Galentine Day parties. Which, to me, I thought they were just like for single women that. You know, just are celebrating their their independence. Nope. Or... These women need to go out and celebrate each other on a weekly basis. Look at us. We're here doing a thing, whether it's Valentine's Day or a Friendsgiving or a quarterly hangout or a pasta night somewhere, whatever the fuck it is. Dude, I'm a... Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go on your rant. Finish your rant. And then I just want to, because you just brought up a sore spot for me. Friendsgiving. What the hell is Friendsgiving? It's like, it's fake Thanksgiving, just like Valentine's Day is. Yeah. They're both fake holidays. It's bullshit. Yeah. I, honestly, Valentine's Day is it's a, a fake, fake holiday. holiday. It's a, it's and a, the a, audacity of having a fake holiday the day before a fake holiday. Yeah. It's a double fake holiday. Valentine's Day is a Hallmark holiday made just to drive, excuse me, retailers through the roof. They want it, they want all this just extra retail dollars to go uh, through the register. Hallmark, the cards, the chocolates, the flowers. I mean, the I guess you got to give the florists some love. You know, they need some love out there. But like, come on. I mean, dude. I mean, last and uh, look, I I think that women. Deserve to be treated pampered. in a respectful manner. They need yes. to be pampered. They need to be treated to dinner and to gifts and things of that nature. I mean, I on a we've been me and my girlfriend have been going to to a dinner on a weekly basis, going out to a nice restaurant, having a good time. Do I need a, a holiday, a, a Valentine's Day, to say, hey, today is the day that you you take your girlfriend to dinner? And you pay for everything. I mean, come on. What are yeah. we doing here? Yeah. Like, it's almost like, and, and for that, does that mean more? Because it's forced, you know, like there's, it's obligation to do it. Like, it's not being done out of the love of someone's heart. It's like, well, it's, it's Valentine's Day. I have to do this. Let me go get this and this and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I don't think the, the, the forced idea of it is, is that it actually fair? To someone to to offer that you know what maybe this year I'll just skip Valentine's Day altogether and Valentine's Day for that matter yeah no I can't she'll kill me all right so Timmy you know what my mom likes to do she likes to get me... travel yes she likes to get 
her Valentine's Day gift, she likes to send a Valentine's Day gift to her children. Her Valentine's Day gift is Girl Scout cookies, Tim. She likes to give Girl Scout cookies to me. So she'll show up and she'll get, here's your Girl Scout cookies. Happy Valentine's Day, Tim. That's going to bring us to our next subject. That's going to be the Girl Scout cookie. What are your thoughts on Girl Scout cookies? Do you like them? you love them? you need some more? Should they sell them year-round? I am, uh... Oh, I'm allergic uh, to Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never really were... I'm, like, not into Girl Scout cookies. Like, look, I mean, if I see... A kid on the honestly, I I haven't even seen Girl Scout cookies. Like I'm surrounded ever. by Girl Scout cookies, Tim. My niece sells them. My wife's friend at work, her kid sells them. I got a friend at work, their kid sells them. I got. I walked out the Lowe's the other day, and there's a little girl, like four of them, with a little thing, and their mom's behind them, like. Hey, mister, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? No, I would not like to buy some of your Girl Scout cookies, little girl. I get them from my niece. I get them from my wife's friend. I get them from my friend. I got 30 fucking my mom. My mom gives a Girl Scout cookies. I do not need more Girl Scout cookies. Thank you. Good day. Good day, sir. No. You get nothing. You By lose. the way, by the way, your cookies suck. What do you think about that? They suck. Why don't you spend some time with your mom and bake some fucking cookies? If you had some homemade cookies here, yes, I would probably buy the whole batch. But no, you give me these processed pieces of garbage that you can't even call what they used to be called. So, yes. I'm not a huge I mean, fan I, of Girl Scout cookies, Tim. Yeah, I'll eat a whole box, but I don't I think they're overrated. Yeah, I I I like the grasshopper and I like the coconut one. And that's it. That's all I really know. The grasshopper. Right. The, the uh thin pepper, mint? Yeah, whatever. The thin no, mint. it's not called a grasshopper. What are you? That's the generic brand. Who are you? <laughs> I'm a guy that doesn't really pay attention much. All to right. Scout. Well, I there's don't... the Caramel Delights, a.k.a. the Samoas, Purple Box, the Thin Mints, that's a green box, the Tagalongs, a.k.a. Peanut Butter Patties, that is the huh, Red Box. There used to be an orange box, but I don't think they do that anymore. The, the blue box is the shortbreads. They have these Adventurefuls that... They're pretty good. They got the chocolate and the caramel. Then they have, I don't know if they have the s'mores ones anymore. There's lemonade. They got a oh gluten-free, uh, you know, there's a raspberry one that you can only order online. The, Whatever. The Adventure Fools, the Toasty Ways, is that one? Oh, uh, yeah, that's the French Toast. That's a new the one, the French Caramel Toast. Caramel Delights, the Trefoils, or Trefoils, the... Mm. Peanut butter sandwich, the uh, what are thin those month, used to be the called? Caramel chocolate chip. That sounds pretty good. The peanut butter patties. No, the caramel chocolate chip. That's the gluten free dog. Don't get fooled. I've been down that road. I'm reading them right off the website. It says your Girl Scout cookie favorites are back. Yeah, and the Tom, caramel you... chocolate chip is gluten free. I'm <laughs> telling you. It sucks. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. <laughs> Dude, it's awful. The caramel, the, the gluten-free one is terrible. And I'm I'm sorry for people out there that are allergic to gluten, but that is awful. I don't know. I hope all cakes and cookies that are gluten-free aren't that bad because those are terrible. But I mean, I was I just don't are the, the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts is is this like a thing? Is there like a competition between the two? Do they do they face off? Do they square off at at some point? In like this giant like scout dueling like, stands. Who can sell yeah. the most garbage? No, well the Boy Scouts. You know what? I used to be a Boy Scout, and we one day, and I hadn't seen a Boy Scout. We used to sell the newspaper, is what we used to sell. I remember I'd be at church and we had the the stack of newspapers, and we would stack them all up and ready to go when the Mass ended, people would come up and you sell the newspaper. That's what we used to do. And then they have popcorn. So popcorn was a thing. It would be like caramel, cheddar, like a, and regular popcorn. It was like a divided tin. Now they sell bags. And the bags are like 20 bucks a pop. They might even how, be more than that. How big are the bags? I mean... That's like movie... 
theater popcorn prices, dude. That's outrageous. Yeah, it, it, they're, I would say they're like the size of like, you, do you ever get the uh, the pretzel pieces? The hurt, you know, the pretzel pieces. It's not a full chip bag. It's like one of the smaller bags. Like, uh, like that's the best bag. Sorry, maybe a Fritos comes in a smaller like bag. The Snyder's or Jones. Like yeah. The Snyder's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know how those are in a smaller bag. Yeah. Not like a big bag of chips. It's like that. That sounds like a ripoff to me. For twenty bucks, I think honestly, I think it was like twenty five bucks for a bag of this popcorn. Oh, you're like, paying. I think you're you're not really paying for the for the popcorn. I think you're paying for the the boys. I think you're paying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're getting a pretty penny over that. I think yeah. you're, you're 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 paying for the Eagle Scout uh, patch on the yeah on the uniform. What happened to the Boy Scouts? You know, like. I think back in the day, you think, was your dad a Boy Scout? No. No? No, my dad was a, a true-blooded American. I American. think back in the day, true-blooded Americans had Boy Scouts. Now, my dad was, uh, my, my grandfather owned a a uh, auto shop. It was called Moe's Auto Shop. And my dad, as a kid, was working at the auto shop, pumping gas. And it's crazy that I should show you a photo. Like, my dad's gas station, he had a pump on his sidewalk outside of his house, essentially. Really? It's really wild, dude. But everyone in my house, in my so my dad's dad was named Mo. And everyone now in my family, all the males in the Schmidt family are now, that's everyone's nickname. Mo. So like, yeah, like, what's up, Mo? How you doing, Mo? Like, it doesn't matter who it is. You just turn into a Mo. Wow. And I've heard the Mo several times, but I didn't, you know, think like, hey, Mo, I've heard that. I just thought that was short for homo. <laughs> I thought they were busting on each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I thought these old dudes were doing. All right, Mo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go, Mo. Yo, Mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, either way, I, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I just, I, I thought that's what it was. So, when, I guess my point is, can we step this up a little bit? Look, for forty years, I've been eating Girl Scout cookies, and they're not that good. Can I get some? Like people, and my problem is, people act like they're great. They're not. They're not very good when you compare them. To, like they're not even close to a homemade cookie. It's not even a the, like a competition. What about like they have all these baking competitions? Do the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts have baking? Like have a baking competition and sell some freaking pies or something? You know what yeah, I mean? You, ne you never hear like uh these these Boy Scouts like yeah you know, all these athletes and celebrities and like their backstory never is like ah, i started out as a boy scout or a girl scout like yeah never never hear that no yeah what do you want your kids to be losers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to know we got to find professional athletes that were boy scouts you know prevent your kids from being losers don't sign up for the Boy Scouts. You want of your kid to not be a loser? Don't uh, sign him up for the Boy Scouts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Either way, Girl Scouts, can we step it up? How about, okay, you got your generic, you got your regular cookies, okay? The ones that the, 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 the store made ones that you get, you order, and you get like two cents on every box that you sell, whatever. How about, hey, we're going to sell some of those. But what we're going to do is we're going to have a day. We're going to bake a thousand chocolate chip cookies fresh. I got a recipe. We're going to make it work. We have a baker that's going to help us. Boom. I think that would be all, like set up something at a bakery. Sell some real fucking cookies or something. I don't know. Do, do you remember? <laughs> I, this is just for some reason, this is triggering my memory. I remember as a kid. All right. There is a uh, there is a, a officer that was murdered by uh, Mumia. You, yes. you know that guy? Yeah. Mumia. The DJ? Dan his name was Daniel Faulkner. Okay. Yes. And he was murdered by Mumia. And he's been on like death row for years and years and years. There's always been. He like, was like a DJ or something, right? I don't know what he was, but like, 
you know, I just remember like my mom always being like, oh, he killed a cop and, you know, shot him in the head and this whole thing. And it was like this whole thing. And I remember like there were certain things that you couldn't like drink or eat. Like I remember drinking a Snapple and like a kid like in the neighborhood would come up. He's like, you're drinking Snapple. You know, they support me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like. What Snapple does? Like, let's go. Like, how, how do they know about that guy? Pop and like, the top I, underneath. Yeah, like, Mamiya should be free. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I think that's the first time. Like, I was like trying. Like, I was, I was getting like, uh, politically like, I don't know, pushed in a direction, right? Like, yeah, rad- right. Radicalized. Influence. Yeah. Like, oh, you're drinking Snapple. You know, like. Yeah, why? I'm like eight years old. <laughs> the best stuff on earth. We got to fight against this guy that's on death row. <laughs> like, oh, you're eight years old. You support Mamiya. You're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I don't even know who that guy is. We, uh, I, like, I got the same talk because I had a Rage Against the Machine uh, CD, and I was listening to that, and someone said that he supported this guy mamiya and i was like i never even heard of the guy and i was like i don't know what you're talking about you know like, that was mamiya, my first like, uh my first like, interaction with that like the, the guy from thundercats no that's mumra <laughs> mamula <laughs> yeah i hate mike mamula yeah you know he can't was believe the eagles took him yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous wait wait you're telling me snapple is a sponsor of mike mamula <laughs> uh, yeah well what a twist that was. Girl Scout cookies, do better, Girl Scouts. That's all I got to say. Do better. They support Mamiya. And Boy Scouts, just, <laughs> just disband. Just it's over. We got to come up with a new one, you know, something different. Maybe like a Ninja Warrior or something like that. All right, Timmy, let's get to our next topic, and that's going to be it's going to be about January. We're coming to the end of January, and I was taught an important lesson the other day at the bar, and I, something – I didn't really know so much about, but it it want, it made me pose this question to myself, and we're going to get to that. But before we do that, Timmy, does it suck to have a January birthday? Um, <laughs> I kind of... For those I'm of you that don't know, Tim's birthday was this past weekend, and so his birthday's in January, January 26th, so... And I love a birthday. So, Tom, if you want to wish me a happy birthday. I, w- I wished you a happy birthday. We had a whole live show. With, I had the whole bar saying happy birthday to you. We got a cake. Wouldn't be a bad thing to say it again. You know? Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, Tim. Thanks, Bob. Happy I birthday. <laughs> See, that's, I, what, that's what Valentine's Day is like. You forced me into saying happy birthday. Does it make you feel better now? Does it make it you does. feel better? Oh, God. You're just like those women. <laughs> so I love, look, everyone knows me. Everyone that knows me knows that I love, I love a birthday wish. It's a nice thing. I love, I love when people go out of their way and it's your special day. You know, you turn a, a year older and, uh, you know, people go out of their way to wish you a happy birthday. And it makes it honestly, there's like a lot of like positivity that day. It makes you feel good. There's a lot of positive reinforcement. Um, so I think birthdays are fun. I, I don't think they deserve to be celebrated for a week or three days or two days or you know, a, like a birthday weekend. Like if it falls on a Friday, have yourself a weekend enjoy yourself but like you only get the one birthday song and that's it all right your birthday the day of that's fine they'll never wish me another like happy birthday like the you just made me you just made me wish you another happy birthday a week later that was for the crowd that was for the crowd god (laughs) but um being in january kind of it does kind of suck and well, we were at the reason- bar, and you and another guy at the bar who also happened to have a January birthday said it was awful. He said well, it was, it's no good. He said for a specific reason, and I don't agree with his reasoning. He said that it sucks to have a birthday at the – I think he was in the middle. I think his birthday was like January 16th, but he was like, yeah, like – 
you know, people are just getting finally like their first paycheck after Christmas and like New Year's and like they are out of money and their money has to go elsewhere. You're not going to get a gift and stuff like that. I'm not like a big gift guy. I, I don't like I even at Christmas, I was just like, hey, like if you can't get me a gift, I'm not I'm not a, I'm OK. Like uh, like, you know, I don't need gifts to like like oh that, that's how much you love me. Thanks for the gift. I don't need any of that. Um, but this guy was like, Yeah, like, you know, gifts are you know, they're hard to come by at that time of year. I just think it sucks because it's in the middle of winter, it's the doldrums of winter, and there's not a lot to do. Like, and I compared it to your birthday. I'm saying, like, look, your birthday is in June, and you get to do all this fun stuff. You you get to invite everybody to go golfing, which is like one of my favorite sports, and then yeah, you get back to the bar and everyone's partying outside and they're playing bago and they're passing out on the lawn and <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You can have a grill free. going. You got the barbecue. It's like yeah. it's sunny till nine o'clock. You know, you have fun. Yeah, yeah. I hear like I do have I'm a, I have a fortunate birth date. So I, I I just say that like my birthday there it's just very limited. Um, but now I do make up for that i do go away a lot of times for my birthday i'll go out i'll go down to florida and i'll play some some golf for the weekend or you know, do something like cool like that but like for the most part you're kind of relegated to just like all right go to a bar watch a football game and that'll be it <laughs> already birthday i feel like the seinfeld version of birthdays is just another day Another day in the calendar year, another, another candle blown out. <laughs> <laughs> the worst time for birthdays, it has to be that that time from Christmas, maybe even Christmas Eve, maybe 23rd, up until New Year's Eve. That that window there has to probably be the worst time for birthdays. You're getting Christmas presents. Oh, here's a bonus birthday present. Kind of a throw-in. You know, you're not really getting like like I have the half a year, so it's like it's almost like another Christmas at some point, you know. It's like, all right, sweet. When I was a kid. So it's it's a difficult situation to be in. Shout out to those people with those birth dates. And maybe maybe that's the holiday we need to come up with, you know, a day to celebrate those people that have a have a poor birth date, you know, where it's like people have already spent all this money on Christmas or there's gifts being given out, and, and and they don't really get to celebrate like a lot of other people get to. I mean, God forbid if you're born on Valentine's Day. Oh, what would you do then? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Timmy. So this is going to bring us to our last topic of the night. And I wanted to talk about something. It's just a crazy dream I had the other day. I was at home, and I'm sleeping, believe it or not, and... I have this dream and it was so vivid and I'm at the bar and I'm working and I order some soft pretzels. I order 50 soft pretzels. Well, here comes the delivery driver, comes in, hands me my soft pretzels. Here you go. That's going to be $890. Some, and I said, some... what? $800 and $890. And I said, what the hell is going on? And I start arguing with this guy like $890 for salt. Like, take them back. He's like, we can't take them back. We already made them. You owe us $800. Well, I don't have $890. And he's like, well, what am I going to tell the owner? I was like, you could tell the owner to go fuck themselves. $890 for 50 soft pretzels. I was like, here's 40 bucks. Get out of here. That's overpaying for these, for these pretzels. Timmy, any di diagnosis with my dream there? <laughs> I mean, that's $45 a pretzel, I think, there, Tom. $890 for 50 pretzels. I mean, if your math's right, that's that's quicker than me. I have no idea. But I, I just couldn't believe it. And I'm like, why am I dreaming about how expensive a pretzel is? Um, Yeah, that's a little, it's a little crazy. It's a little <laughs> crazy. You know what it's even like more questionable is why the hell – are you dreaming about, about pretzels? You know, when you're faster, you're faster for life. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's true. I had I mean, a dream, Tom. I had a dream. Uh oh. I'm not going to get into depth. You can let it play. Uh, 
because there's no real res resolution to this, but Tom, I had a dream that I was a police officer in Delaware and I was assaulted with a shotgun by LeBron James and then I I killed LeBron James. Wait, in the line what? Of duty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? Are we allowed to say that on this show, Timmy? Uh, you it's were a, a dream. police officer. You're not yeah. allowed to dream about that. Oh my gosh! How dare you dream about something like that? It was probably because I was wearing the Jordans, and ah. you know, the Jordan versus LeBron thing probably came up, and I'm a Jordan guy. So you're you're a police officer in Delaware, yeah, and you're dreaming, and next thing you know, LeBron James is coming after you with a shotgun. Well, he was getting off a boat, and like again, I. This is the dream. This is not really what, off the Delaware River. What's, what's was, he getting? Off? I don't know where I was. It was somewhere in Delaware. I knew it was in Delaware because I remember seeing like the state sign, the state sign as I was driving my police cruiser down. I'm not a police officer, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay. So I just remember him. I was like in this like area where like boats dock and he was getting off a boat and he had a shotgun in his hand. And I, like, I tried it. I was like, I didn't realize it was him. I was just like, I was like, stop right there. I was like, I guess I was like a Delaware, like Port Authority guy. <laughs> so, like, Watching the docks of Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. Supervising and patrolling those docks. Is Dewey Beach, Delaware? Yeah. Yeah. Is. Maybe you're down it wasn't, Dewey Beach. It wasn't Dewey Beach. I can tell you that. It was like some <laughs> like weird royal area. And he was like getting off his boat with a shotgun he had like a bag in his hand. I was like, "Stop right there!" And he turned what's around. in the bag? He, no, I didn't even say that. I, he turned around and he shot at me and my partner, and like somehow we avoided the shock, the the, the bullets, and I returned fire on him and I put him down. <laughs> You're telling me the number one scorer of all time shot and missed yeah. against you was the game on the line. <laughs> so then but what it, happened? It was like a whole thing. It was just, I had to call in backup and like, we realized that like my partner was like, dude, that's LeBron James. I looked down, I was like, shit, it is LeBron James. <laughs> and, uh, then I went, and then I went to a, a local bar after I got, you know, everything in order. And I was sitting at the bar and we're looking up at the TV screen and it was like Scott Van Pelt on the, on ESPN. And he's like, LeBron James is doubtful for tonight's game. <laughs> you think? I, and I, I just killed and him. I, and I started turning to my buddies. I was like, dude, I just killed LeBron James. Like, he just shot at me with a shotgun. <laughs> They're like, you're full of shit. I'm like, I'm telling you, ESPN doesn't know shit. Uh, another one of Tim's stories, you know. Oh, now he killed LeBron James. And then it he was, came out. It was wild. Wow. And, like, I, and it's weird because, like, the week before – I was a police officer again, and I tased the guy from Star Trek, uh, the the dude with the, like the the blind guy, the black guy with the where's the reading rainbow guy? Yeah, Levar uh, Burton, and I tased him. <laughs> uh, yeah, you better watch out. Oh my god, I'm taking down the next next week in your dreams. You got millions of protesters. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me, but what the hell? Taking down some high profile individuals lately. <laughs> and like, why why are you taking down LeVar Burton? You know, Star Trek, you know, Star Voyage or reading you need you to read something. <laughs> You're not a butterfly in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> butterfly gotta... in the sky. <laughs> I can fly twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book of reading rainbow. All right, folks. Wow. That episode was a dream. Wouldn't you say, Timmy? Yes. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Nowhere. Um, <laughs> we want to thank everyone out there that's listening. We love you. We appreciate you. If you aren't already doing it, give us a follow. Follow us on Instagram. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter, TikTok, anywhere you can. YouTube, please give us that follow, that share. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Schmidt and Lavelle. The best show you've listened to in the last hour. Guaranteed. So, um, new episodes every week. 
Shout out again to uh, the design guys. That's design underscore guys, G-U-Y-Z. Find them on Instagram. Order some merch. Timmy, anything you want to say to all the Schmidt and Lavellites out there before we sign off? Tom, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. Ooh, I love it. Wow. Little usual suspects there. And you can count on us, the usual suspects, the hosts of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name's Tom Lavelle for Timothy Schmidt. Have a great weekend. We love you. Until next week. Peace.